Welcome to the From the Flats podcast, brought to you by AT&T, your destination for the latest in Georgia Tech athletics. Now, here's your host, Wiley Ballard. Happy New Year to you, and thanks so much for joining us on the first episode of From the Flats in 2019. We've got several guests in store, including John Babel, talking a little Georgia Tech men's basketball. Tabitha Turner will discuss some Georgia Tech women's basketball. But first and foremost, we've got a familiar addition and return to the Georgia Tech football family, Tashard Choice, who is joining head coach Jeff Collins' staff as an assistant coach for the 2019 season, making his return to the flats after about a decade away. And Tashard, a two-time ACC rushing champion and still the ACC's record holder for consecutive 100-yard rushing games with nine. Give his choice. Sprinting through 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Georgia Tech. Tashard Choice, 25 yards. And it's a touchdown for the Yellow Jackets. And we welcome Tashard in right now. Tashard, what's it like to be back, man? Uh, it's exciting. You know, it's um, it's a blessing first and foremost, but uh, a, lot of, a lot of excitement. Uh, I can't wait to get started. You know, all the guys – here at North Texas, all the coaches were ex- uh, ecstatic about me being able to have an opportunity to get back home. So being able to get back home and return to my home city uh, couldn't be any couldn't be anything better than that. <laughs> well, Tashar, let's let's talk about the time in between your time as a player and then coming back. Uh, now here's a member of Coach Collins' staff. When you went to the NFL, spent several years with the Cowboys. How did your perception of Georgia Tech change since leaving campus? Uh, once I, you know, you, you, you never really understand things while you're going through it. So it takes you a little time to get out, but I had a lot of appreciation for graduating, you know what I mean? And doing well in class, like more and more, I think about it. The day that I graduated was probably more significant than the day that I got drafted on to me because it was harder. You know, football is easy, the easy part for me, working out, doing the extra things that, that, that prepares you to be great. I want to be great. I want to be the best. That was easy for me because that's something I desire. I was obsessed with being the best I could be. But in the classroom, it's a little different because, you know, it's work that that's different. Georgia Tech is a hard degree to get. But once you challenge yourself and you you put the extra hours in, that's something I really, really, really was like, okay, I, I got something to hang my hat on because that's something I had to work really hard and see my mom and everybody excited that I graduated. It's something I look back on and say that's one of my funnest moments. But you know, my perception of the school always held it high. And one thing I do know is is a lot of football players that's in the NFL that get drafted every year or different teams, a lot of them come right out of Georgia. You know, in South Georgia, Middle Georgia, or right there in the Metroplex. And so, you know, the talent that we can have, the, the, the type of players that we can get, we can, we can be the center of a lot of things. And it's a great location uh, to build your, your program from. And you have to recruit your tail off. You have to get good, smart football players, but they're there. You know what I mean? It's a lot more, you know, it may not be another Calvin Johnson, but it's somebody who could play similar to him. You know what I mean? And so you got to go and find those guys. And so that's going to be our task at hand to try to turn that thing around as far as getting those guys in there and, you know, make it, make it, make it a staple on what we're trying to do in this era. So I'm excited about that. Well, obviously, a lot of success in your time at Georgia Tech led the conference in rushing both in 2006 and 2007. What are some of your fondest memories from playing at Georgia Tech? The atmosphere, being being home in Atlanta and my teammates. You know, I had some great teammates that I played with during that time. A lot of the guys 
you know, still playing in the NFL right now. And also my coaches, Coach Gailey, Coach Mikins, uh, Coach Robinson. You know, Coach Mikins is the running back coach for the Broncos, and um, Coach Robinson is the running back coach, assistant head coach for LSU. So I was around some great coaches, and Coach Giff, he's um, at San Diego Chargers. He's the defensive line coach. So a lot of my teammates, the players, the, the people, uh, them are the things that I remember the most. And also, you know, with academics as well, had some great professors that taught me a lot, that taught me how to study and really challenged me in the classroom. So on and off the football field was a big challenge, but it was something I looked forward to and something I, I cherished and I relished. So it was all, the, the whole experience was absolutely awesome for me. Now there was there was one photo that, that turned up uh, once you were announced uh, as being brought on by head coach Jeff Collins. And that was the photos on social media of yourself, Calvin Johnson, teammate of yours, and Andre 3000 uh, posing. Uh, can you can you give me a backstory? How did that come together? And and do you remember taking that photo? Yes. Uh, when I was playing my last two years, you know, I know big boy from Outcast. I went uh, I went to school with his with his little brother Jason. So I used to get you know Andre three thousand and big boy to come a lot to the game. So they actually came to a lot of our games and Ti. And so I know a lot of those guys just being in Atlanta and seeing them. You know, once we'll go out and go to different places. So uh, matter of fact, that day. Uh, 3,000 wanted to come up to the facility to see to see the actual facility, to see everything in the athletic complex. And so I come out, I get out of class, and he was there. And so we went up and we was, you know, eating food. He was talking to Coach Gailey, had a chance to see all the coaches. And me, him, and Megatron took a picture. So it was pretty cool. Some, you know, I have I saw it the other day. I ain't seen it in a long time. So it was pretty cool to see both <laughs> them guys. Cause to me, they're the two of the greatest of all time. So. You know, I'm the little I'm the little run in the group, but them my dudes there. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Yeah, them the dudes there. Do you have a favorite Outcast album or song? Oh man, A Quim and I may be my favorite favorite album. Now the AT Aliens and then uh, Southern Playlistic. Them three, the first three, probably one of my favorites. And then shoot a song. It's a million songs. I love. <laughs> I can't tell you just one, but you know, I listen to. That's my favorite group. So you know, I love Outkast. I, 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 the whole Dungeon family because they represented Atlanta and always had a good message behind they they music. So as a little kid, it's something I grew up because I was from East Point. So it's something I, I listened to when they first first started. And it was crazy because I can't. I actually talked to both of them. You know, I talked to Big Boy and, and Dre and let them know I was coming back home. So. It's absolutely awesome to have them guys come back around and, you know, be a part of that Georgia Tech, this new era. So I'm excited about that. Do you have any stories? I know you said you went to school with uh, with Big Boy's little brother. Any any good stories from the uh, from, from the Dungeon family? Well, you know, I, I actually – so Big Boy actually came out to Texas, and after I had a game in North Texas, I went to go see him. And I asked him a question because, you know, him and Andre are, you know, they they long lasting, meaning they they lasted on a long period of time as far as their music and they they keep evolving. So I asked him a question. I said, uh, how, you know, I'm leaving being a player to being a coach, and I asked him a question. I said, how, what, what, what advice do you would you give me? And his response was, never stop learning, continue to work your tail off. And he said, he said, you can never put yourself in a in a category like you know it all. You gotta be. You gotta. You gotta. You gotta yearn to learn a lot, and you gotta continue to do that. And he said, "You gotta evolve because you gotta know, understand new trends, and understand that." And once he told me that, it's the same thing with football and being a coach. You gotta understand different schematic schemes. You gotta understand that the game changes year in and year out. And so, being able to learn and wanting to be a childlike sense to learn and continue to learn each day—that's something I 
you know, put it on my heart and put it on my daily grind. And so every day I try to go in there and learn something new. So that's one of the things he taught me. And, it, it, and it's really cool because I think that goes with anything you can do as far as being a player, whatever profession you're in, you want to continue to try to learn and not act like you know it all to, you know, to pick other people's brain. And that's what I've been doing. Well, not a better place to, to learn than Georgia <laughs> Tech, no matter whether it's football, engineering, or anything else. Atlanta's mm-hmm. a special place, and we're excited to have you coming back. Do you have any plans uh, moving back to Atlanta? What's what, what's on your schedule? you got a pretty big date circled coming up here, don't you? Uh-huh. I actually get married in Atlanta on February the 9th, right after the second signing day, so I'm excited. You know, I, I was planning on doing it in Atlanta already once I got the call and, you know, confirmed I was coming back home. It actually all worked out even better, so I'm 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 thankful and blessed to have an opportunity to get to get married right there in Atlanta. You know, my all my family, her family will be there, so it's gonna be a good time to you know to be back home. It's funny how things work out sometimes, isn't it? Deshard Choice coming back to Atlanta. He's got uh, the the wedding in February, signing day as well, and then it's time to get ready for the 2019 football season. Thanks so much for joining us. All right, thank you. Sounds good. All right, this is Shard Choice. When we come back, we'll hear from Tabitha Turner, get her thoughts on Georgia Tech women's basketball as they open up their ACC season. Send it left corner to Scott, driving with the right hand, getting down inside, taking on two defenders for a shot at the bottom of the backboard. Scott recovers it, feeds it to Fletcher again, moving without the ball into the lane to get the pass, and the lane is good. And it's now time to talk a little bit of Georgia Tech women's basketball. The Jackets and her head coach, Michelle Joseph, are 10-3, and three, getting set for their ACC opener Thursday night against Boston College. We're now joined by uh, one of the top analysts covering Georgia Tech women's basketball, Tabitha Turner, former Yellow Jacket herself. And Tab, 13 games down, 10 wins, 3 losses, some pretty impressive wins. What do you make of the first half of Georgia Tech's season? I think what we saw was that Georgia Tech's going to have a lot more depth to them this year they have a lot more options um solid two different starting fives that can come into the game and and uh contribute at any time because throughout the season or the first 13 games so far we've had some players uh, encounter foul trouble or have off shooting nights and uh, other players were able to come in off the bench and contribute so i think that's one of the one of the good things for georgia tech this season is their depth um they're going to be hard to stop offensively inside because they just got so many options this year one of the longest teams in the country, one of the tallest teams in the country, also one of the youngest teams in the country. How has this group matured, you think, over these 13 games, and how prepared are they to begin conference play? Um, I think they're very prepared, and I think part of it went back to last season with Michelle Joseph's vision, um, starting Kier Fletcher as a freshman um, at the point guard, at the point guard position. Excuse me. Um, she knew that she was going to have a very young squad, and this year we've got six true freshmen, one redshirt uh, freshman, and Deja Jefferson. So she knew that a, a sophomore essentially was going to have to lead this team. So she got Kier Fletcher ready last season, and then you still got Francesca Pond uh, coming back as well, which was you know the rookie of the year in the ACC um, her freshman year a couple years ago but now Francesca Pond has got some more scoring options like I just mentioned where uh, this team is loaded and they have a lot of depth so I don't think the youth will be much of an issue um, because Francesca Pond and Kara Fletcher have done a good job of corralling the freshmen and they've got a great group of freshmen especially the McDonald's All-Americans and Dixon and Balagun because uh, like Michelle Michelle Joseph said she doesn't have to coach effort they come in they're blue collar they work hard every single day and it shows on the floor with their talent and their hard work. Elizabeth Balligan with 24 points this past Sunday against Wofford and then had a 30-point game just before Christmas against Seton Hall. Does she remind you of anybody you played with or have seen play here at Georgia Tech? Oh, I've seen played, yes. Kayla Davis did at um, 
back in 2013 through 14. She was the rookie who dropped 30 points that game, and no one else has done it since then except for Elizabeth Balogun the other day um, against Seton Hall in the West Palm Beach Invitational. She dropped 30 points. But uh, she's so special. As far as when I played, I would say um, an Alex Montgomery would have been another player who could have done that. I'm not sure if she got any 30-point games. But uh, her and Shoma Namako were uh, two players that could really score. Shoma was more of a three-point shooter. Alex was more of a driver or scorer and also a three-point shooter. But um, Kayla Davis was the last one to do it. And so Elizabeth Balogun, definitely special player to watch this season, especially in ACC's. So ACC play begins tonight against Boston College up in Chestnut Hill. And then Sunday, Notre Dame comes into town. That's going to be quite the challenge. Number two ranked fighting Irish. What does Tech have to do to have a shot to take down Notre Dame on their home floor and preserve that undefeated record at McCamish Pavilion? Uh, definitely watch the fouls, uh, you know, because we saw against, well, you didn't see, but you heard probably in the radio bro <laughs> broadcast, me and Richard talking about it. But fouling was a big uh, trouble, troubling point against Dayton, where even uh, a solid 10 players, two different rotations coming in was not enough uh, for Georgia Tech to withstand some foul trouble. And I think they're going to see that a lot in ACC play. A lot of teams are going to come after them and get them in foul trouble because they saw that was an, an issue. Um, another thing is going to be finishing around the rim. That's what I see with this team. I mean, the three-point shot is is here or there so much that, you know, you can't – you got to shoot yourself out of it if you're a shooter. So the three-point shot might not fall every single night for Pond and Balogun and other players who have contributed. So finishing around the rim is going to be um, – big for this Georgia Tech team because they are big, the second uh, tallest team in the ACC. But if you can't convert on those and ones and finish around the rim, it, it doesn't mean anything because you're not going to get every foul call. So those are the biggest things that I see is going to be the foul trouble and finishing uh, those hard baskets and getting those and ones. And if they can do those two things, I think they'll have a great ACC season and finish higher than what they were ranked in the preseason. Well, we'll see how it goes. Jackets open up conference slate on Sunday against Notre Dame. BC tonight in the conference opener tab. Thanks for the time, and I look forward to catching up uh, in a couple weeks. It's always good to be here and talk with you, Wally, and great to call the games with you. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. All right, next up we got John Babel talking men's basketball in just a moment as they get set for their ACC opener against Wake Forest. Off the curl, here's Lewis catching out on the left. Loops the cross court, intercepted by Cole. He's got a two-on-one with Alston. Alston alley-oops it to Cole for the dam. We're now joined by former Yellow Jacket John Babel, who's served a number of roles for Georgia Tech's broadcast crews over the non-conference season. Uh, been a little radio color commentary, a little ESPN3 color commentary. And, John, the bottom line is you've seen a lot of games from this Georgia Tech team. What have you liked through their 8-5 and five start? Uh, I think the common denominator has been a uh, solid, consistent effort defensively. You know, minus the Gardner-Webb game, which was coming out of exam week. Guys looked a little flat on that one. Uh, the defense has been solid, contesting shots, rebounding. And, uh, you know, going to a tough Arkansas environment shows uh, it proves that they can win on the road with a young team. I think that's important for their confidence going into ACC play. Individually, Michael DeVos put together two really strong performances, Kennesaw State and USC Upstate. And then we saw Evan Cole, a career high, 16 points in last night's win over the Spartans. What do you like from their development standpoint? Yeah, I think DeVoe and Moore uh, and Cole, you know, the more minutes they get, the more experience. You know, there's really been a commitment to um, DeVoe over the last four or five games, playing 33, 34 minutes per game. Uh, what I like about the DeVoe-Alvarado combination is you have two guys 
uh, that it can essentially play the point guard role. They both pass very well. They see the floor. They can put pressure on the defense in transition. I know Josh, uh, Coach Passer, is really um, big on pace of play, and I think those those two guys, Alvarado and DeVoe, give you the opportunity to play at a pretty good pace and, and have some good decision-making on the, on the front end of that. Um, with Cole, I, I see a guy that's, you know, unfortunately battled through some injury. He's just now getting his legs, getting his conditioning. Uh, but he's skilled enough where he can really impact the game um, on both ends. He can knock down that 15 to 18 footer. He's capable of knocking down the three. He can finish above the rim. I think he adds uh, the rebounding dimension, which Georgia Tech will need as they go into ACC play and play some bigger front lines. Um, so, so all is on the up and up there with those guys. So with 13 games in the books, you got 18 against ACC competition. Let's start with Wake Forest and Virginia Tech. Those are the next two at least, both at home. And under Coach Josh Pastor, Tech is 2-0 and in ACC hole openers. What does Tech need to do those two days? Let's start with Wake Forest against Wake to have success. I think you got to stick to your roots. you got to stick to your fundamental principles, uh, defense being one of them, you know, Player movement, player pace, ball movement, you know, the, the high assist to made basket ratio is something that Josh preaches a lot. Um, so I, do, I think playing clean basketball on both ends, but sticking to the principles. Don't need guys to go outside their comfort zone and try to do too much. Uh, really need to trust the coaches, trust the process, uh, and play smart, clean basketball. And then I think effort. You know, you're playing against a Virginia Tech team. Buzz's teams play tremendously hard, uh, almost a jump in level of what this Yellow Jackets team has seen thus far. Uh, so they're going to have to figure out, especially the young guys, how hard they have to play and consistent they have to play for 40 minutes to win an ACC league game. And the only way to, to figure that out is to go through it. The league's good. That, that was the case. Before you played, when you played, after you played, no secret about that. You got four teams in the top ten entering uh, this weekend. So for, for a Tech fan, acknowledging Josh Okogie's early departure may have certainly made things tougher this year. When you look back in March, what does a successful season look like for Georgia Tech? I mean, what, do, what do you want to see as a fan of the program when it comes to that ACC tournament and, and what the team you're watching and how they're performing? Well, you know, I think youth, there's some growing pains that you go through coaching youth, um, but youth cannot be used as an excuse. I mean, if you look at Duke, they're, they've got a lot of youth. Now, <laughs> no they're question. talented youth, but they are youth. Uh, the advantage of that is, you know, those teams with youth across the league, when they come into your home court at Georgia Tech on Kremen's court, you have to take care of home. I think that's one of the key ingredients for Josh's teams, and he's done a tremendous job winning on his home court um, against some competitive teams, some top 25 wins. Uh, they need to continue to try to do some of that. And, and when you knock off a top 25 on your home court, it, you, you get the confidence that, hey, we belong. And that's what this team probably needs early. Um, you know, a win against a Virginia Tech and a wake, uh, you know, a 2-0 start mm -hmm. would be huge mm -hmm. uh, from the mental edge. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it's the ACC. It's tough. You've got to show up every night. You've got to play 40 minutes. You've got to play it clean. And Josh has said all along the margin for error with this team is very slim. Um, Three-point shooting, eh, although up from past year, um, still an area that they need to address and continue to get better at. Uh, but what I like about the team is the defense. It's always been there. It will be there night in and night out. And you throw some rebounding with that and some effort, you have a shot on any given night. Well, that's what they say. Defense travels, right? Absolutely. And Josh <laughs> does a tremendous job as well as his staff 
and getting these guys ready to play. Um, and so if the effort and defense is there, you got to feel good that you will at least be in the game. And that's where talent, you know, comes into play. Alvarado, DeVoe, these guys are talented four-star guards um, that are winners. And, and they want to win and they're going to compete. And you saw them go in a tough environment at Arkansas and steal that. Uh, steal that win. Played competitive against Tennessee. You know, unfortunately, Shamari Pons gets hot in the um, St. John's game. And that was a tough loss. Uh, and then Northwestern's a solid team where we had a pretty solid performance uh, in terms of, of just getting after it and having a chance. Uh, you got to mature, though. you got to try to win those games. Those were losses, um, but some nice, solid foundation to, to build on. Well, that's John Babel. Thanks for the time. And I look forward to seeing you around McCamish in some capacity one way or another over this uh, next couple of months, John. Thanks. Thank you. Always a supporter of the Jackets, and uh, we're pulling for the gold. <laughs> Sounds good to me. That's John Babel, and the men's basketball team opens their conference slate with home games against Wake Forest on Saturday and against top 10 Virginia Tech this coming Wednesday. This has been From the Flats. Thanks for joining us. You've been listening to the From the Flats podcast brought to you by AT&T. Be sure to tune into the Georgia Tech IMG Sports Network on game days for live coverage and subscribe to this channel to get the latest news on the Yellow Jackets.